your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. We're so sorry, skeletons, you're so misunderstood. You only want to socialize. I'm so fucking excited. That's what you need. Dude, fucking so much excited. Yeah, you're never wrong. It was so good. Fucking spectacular. Start with it. It might be, and it didn't really go that way, but it was still it was phenomenal. really fucking good. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're one of those people that is like, oh, it was a, it was a great adaptation. There, you know, so many people are just like, fuck this movie. And they're fucking idiots. <laughs> it blows my mind, though. Like, I see people on Reddit just like, and like Facebook posts just like saying shit. And it's just like... I feel like I watched a different movie than them. It's I don't so know good. what they expected. Like I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Part of that's fantastic. Everyone should see it multiple times. I've seen it three times already. Fucking great. It didn't really turn out the same as the early script. There was no really Cthulhu esque moments or weird imagery. It was more straightforward, like sewer, yeah. sewers and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the same. Sewer. That's about the only difference is I think the end of the movie, and you could chalk that up to budget, or the way oh, they wrote dude. it, that ending. or the way they wrote it because there's a huge chunk that's just different and but it's an okay different. That I would say from the died. dancing in the box car oh. onward. Can we just say that dance, can we just say <laughs> dancing the box car is the greatest fucking meme? In I the fucking goddamn world. I fucking love it, but so many people just talk so much shit about it, and it blows my the mind. The dancing box car scene. Yeah, dude, it's, it's like a it's like a it's like a shit post now. It's so <laughs> it's so funny. I'm not like anytime anytime someone posts it, I have to watch it with him <sighs> dancing to some sort of fucking weird music. Oh my god, dude! Because I saw works. one. I saw one where they danced the intro of our podcast, and I also saw one where they danced the outro of our podcast. The same songs. Spooky, scary skeleton. And the three to the one to the one, two, three. I like good pussy and I like good treat. Oh, shit. It blows my mind. <laughs> oh, I hate you. It just looks so good. You're dying. You're fucking dying. You even slowed it down to match the beat and everything. That's mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, my mouth is so dry. Uh, no, come back, come back, come back. No, I need come to, back. I need to grab water for both of us, my friend. Come back. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm, I've, fuck, I've seen this one so many times. <laughs> it's his face at the end. <laughs> Turn it off. Get out of here. <laughs>
turn it off. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyways. Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, I'm dying. I think I, like, cried Water. slash drooled a little bit of my beard. <laughs> I don't know how you could. My mouth is fucking dry, because, folks, we have partaken. I had a dance break. Did you? Dance break. I don't think we introduced you yet. They know who the fuck I am. They probably. If they've gotten this far. Let's go, Dracula. Shit, there he is. Here come that boy. Dab, da dab alert. We're going to fucking hell. Alright. For dab? It's a. Dab's for Jesus. What else did I want to talk about? Fuck you. Oh, I feel like I've watched something else this month that I should talk about, and I'm just blanking on it. Uh, the only other thing I could think of, like, horror-related that's going on right now is um, American Horror Story. Which, this season, let's go Every ahead season. and call it bullshit. Every season. You agree with me? Every season of it's that show so is so fuck. It's like, ah, oh, I this feel... This one especially, I just feel seems... dumb watching it. Yeah, this one especially. Oh, it hurts. Like, every dramatic, political, uh, sociopathic, like, ah. Clowns, and then it has that weird. <laughs> like, like really, that's, that's, and... that's actually, I didn't even, I feel bad. I didn't even draw a line at the clowns. I was like, no, nah, I get that. This is normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, this is, is American normal. Horror Story. It's bullshit. Um, no, all of them, I feel like, start off good like, and then like I even like a quarter own, of the way through the season just fucking I own season it. one and I've watched it multiple times and I even watched that and I'm like this is kind of bullshit yeah and season one's one of the better ones and it's one of the better ones <laughs> that's what I mean they always have it just like, has this, this quality this concept is bullshit but uh, uh they always besides this one always have cool concepts like I saw Asylum was oh my god Asylum. Thanks. Yeah, now you you said it. <laughs> You're fine. I just hotel hotel started off strong. Got to see Lady Gaga's butt. It was okay. <laughs> I did kind of uh, like hotel. Freak show was meh. Freak show grew very disappointing. Coven had one of the coolest fucking topics ever. I'm also just in love with witches, so yeah, I'm biased. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that could have been a really I, fucking cool what season. What I tend to lean Guess to... What? It's not. It's shit. What I tend to lean Just like, to with American Horror Story is this... It has a fan fiction quality. 100%. I get the same Like, some same feel. Tumblr asshole I got that. I got that from <laughs> True Blood, too, though. I, I understood True Blood a little bit more. I fucking love True Blood. Apparently, it's very... It closely follows the books. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, I for the first maybe couple, but like starting with like that show. Were there? Starting with like the fifth book, it just fucking derailed completely. Yeah, how many seasons? I think seven or eight. Fuck. There's thirteen books. The last That's book apparently nuts. was garbage. Yeah. No. I, I didn't read it. I, I read the first I can't twelve. Blame them for just ditching that shit. Yeah, it made Charlene Harris a lot of money. That's who wrote it. Giant hair. She's a southern gal. Hefty woman. Look at what she wrote about. You know she was a hefty woman. That's Don't put that in. That's bad. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna keep it in now. That's fine. Um, no, she's a hefty woman. I mean, she's she's a bigger... She's a southern gal. <laughs> what do you want from me? She's from the south. 
<laughs> she seems very, very nice. And she wrote cool-ass fucking death scenes for True Blood. She also wrote a lot of weird shit for True Blood, but you know what? I'm into weird shit. It's okay. Yeah, still has a fan fiction-esque quality. But yeah, it, it totally does. But it's okay. It's better than Twilight. Um, I just think Twilight's hilarious. I just do. It's just hilarious to me. I might actually enjoy Twilight more than American Horror Story. Oh yeah, that's a fucking given. Because of... Um, I own all the books. Because Sadly. Well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I wouldn't put books. that on the podcast. Listen. I, uh, the Rift Tracks guys, the Mystery Science Theater yeah. guys, they made me enjoy Twilight because <clears throat> their points are just so solid and the jokes, they just land every fucking time and they repeat them throughout the movies. It is the biggest joke I've ever watched and it's, uh, oh, there's a quality there's a shit quality that they just nail. Do um do you do you remember the scene in the last movie where it was a movie like movie exclusive thing? It wasn't in the books. It was like the nightmare or the vision of like them being the vulture and it going very badly and like everyone fucking dying and like all <laughs> the girls were crying in the audience because they're like, what what <laughs> what. what? Was that you? <laughs> Were you making those noises? No. Because I didn't watch the last movie because I fucking hated the last book. I finished oh, the last... Dude, still. Like, you gotta watch the Rift Tracks ones, dude. Finish the last book, threw the, book, threw the book on the ground. Have we Have we watched that We before? watched the first one. Oh, we have to watch more. Um, we have to watch more. But, uh... Yeah, it's... it's it, they, they meet up and... I forget who goes first. It might be Jasper... But, like, he gets his head fucking torn off, and there's blood everywhere, and it's just like, holy shit, what's happening? All the girls are just like, what? (laughs) Like, because no one knew it was going to be in the movie, and, like, it just goes through each of the fucking Cullen family's deaths. Mm -hmm. Carlisle fucking eats it. Mm -hmm. Fucking, um, Alice eats it. I fucking love Alice. Um, Emmett. Huh? You would. Oh, she was a cutie. I don't like Ashley Green and anything else. Fucking Twilight, though. Fucking nice. She's a cutie. I just realized. I was like, what else have we done recently that I'm trying to remember, too? What else am I trying to talk about right now? And I'm like, holy fucking shit. This last fucking weekend. (laughs) Last podcast. It doesn't feel like last weekend at all. Like five days ago, we saw last podcast on the left live. And it was fucking, For the second time. It was fucking epic. And it was still awesome. We drove like four and a half. You drove. I drove four and a half hours there and back this last weekend to fucking see them. And then we went to a fucking weave outlet. <laughs> and, and Dude, it was The entire great. fucking trip was just fucking solid. I'm gonna talk about the... And I Loving Dead stuff too. Fucking yeah. We went to the fucking Monroeville. graveyard where they filmed Night of the Living Dead, George Romero, like They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh my god, those Instagram posts. Fucking love it. Yeah, they were great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dab dab dab. There you go. There that boy. One dab dab it out. Fuck. Here we are. Got anything else to say? My ear itches. Yeah, man. Dude, it sucks. This is lots of pasta.
This is the podcast where we talk about the spoopy things, all things spoopy in life. And how hungry we are, and that's kind of oh, spoopy come on, too. Man. Don't do this to me. I don't know what you want from me. You can eat my leg if you want. Oh, man. A lot of meat on there. Mm. How you feeling? Hungry. God damn it. What do you want from me? You asked me how I was feeling, I fucking answered truthfully. Well, man, we gotta get through some stories, then. We gotta, we gotta pass this These time. are the hurdles of life. <laughs> These are the hurdles we I We can't, have like, stop mid-podcast and eat. Hurdles that rhymes with turtles. Turtles go slow. That's how this is gonna go. <laughs> what the fuck? Dropping knowledge on your ass, dude. Dab, dab, dab. We can't keep it in the podcast, but I need to say it right now. Johnny don't want to go to school no more. You can keep that in. Johnny don't want to go to school no more. No more. Johnny says you. books ain't cool no more. No more. Get the fuck out of here. Johnny wants to be a rapper like his big cousin. I fucking hate you. Don't put, don't keep this in because if I got the lyrics wrong, everyone's gonna fucking hate me. Oh wait, no one uh, probably knows what song that is, so never mind. Nah, it's Kendrick, man. Dude, you gotta appreciate. It's Kendrick Lamar featuring you too. <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm not lying. I'm not making this. <laughs> I up. don't give a fuck. The song is uh XXX. Get out of here. Kendrick Lamar and uh you too. So uh. Disco D, gonna fucking read you some uh, bedtime stories. Oh, goddamn, man. This is, uh, this is my girlfriend and I are a perfect couple. My girlfriend and I are the perfect couple. <laughs> From uh, Reddit No Sleep. Yeah. Where else would you find something like this? It's for you, man. It's for you. I'm all right. I'm just kind of hungry. People are always coming up to us in public just to let us know how cute May and I are. You think we were like one of those celebrity couples that magazines follow. May thinks it's just our natural chemistry that attracts people, but I'm pretty sure the real attention is all on her. She has such a unique way with people. I can attest to that. I fucking hate this already. <laughs> like a lot of relationships, ours started pretty unexpectedly after she had spilled a drink on me at a bar. We flirted after a few apologies. She bought me a drink to make up for it. And just like that, we start hitting it off. She saw the outline of my dick in my pants. Did you... just like, shit, man. Did you ever, uh... Did I ever tell you that time I I spilled a drink on a girl at Tally? (laughs) No. It was, uh... Possibly the last time we were there, but she... Listen. It was... It was not my fault. First off. She seemed like a cunt. And that's not a defense. That is a defense. <laughs> because literally, oh, she was standing right behind me. Like, if I would have turned a little bit, which is what I did, turn to walk away from the bar, which normal people do. Usually when you're facing one way and you have to turn the other way, you fucking turn 180 degrees. And, oh, oh my God, holy shit, I'm facing the other way. So that's what I did to turn and start walking back to you guys. Right there. Couldn't stop. Already in motion. Spill a drink. Oh, sorry. Just fucking walk away. (laughs) She was like, oh no, it's fine, it's fine. In her head, she's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you later. Listen, wasn't my fault. So anyways, that relationship started like that. I went home and cried myself to sleep because I embarrassed myself in public every time I'm out of it. So that's how how that that story goes. Words. 
Oh, god damn it, man. Johnny, you don't want to go to school Fuck anymore. You're the one that started right this. Took her home with me that night, but realized she wasn't just a one-night stand when I wanted to see her again so badly the next day. We went out for a couple more dates that week, and each time we did, I fell a little more in love with her. It wasn't even two weeks later, and we were an item. Early months of my relationship with May were rough. On account, I had... So you just say they were like an item, and all of a sudden, oh, it's rough? Listen, buddy, life's rough sometimes. Just because you have this fucking chick, May, doesn't mean everything's gonna get fucking all hunky-dory for you. Go fuck yourself, you entitled son of a bitch. What is that what I said? On account, I had to travel a lot for work. Oh, okay, well, fuck me, right? She gets so adorably clingy every time I'd leave, calling every couple of hours just to hear my voice. That's fucking creepy. You don't do that. We even exchanged letters. I know, so corny, but I didn't mind at all. It was cute. Letters are cute. That's fine. That's fine. Fucking text or calling every few hours is fucking not fine. Although my job at the time did pay well, and it was something I greatly enjoyed, I find myself I found myself wanting to spend more and more time around my beautiful girlfriend. I quit about, oh my god, I quit about six months into the relationship for a more steady job, and May moved into my place not long after. I still remember those days where she walked through the door with all her things, and just started de- redecorating everything, taking down the stuff I had put on the walls and putting up things she had bought, brought with her. Hilarious! It's chicken stuff. Soon enough, we were a year in with each other and getting very serious. Time had come for me to meet the little lady's family, all the way across the country. We flew to where May had grown up, in an odd little trailer park. There she introduced me to her mother, aunt, grandmother, and sisters, who all lived there together. All of them just fawned over me. I had asked them if there were any other guys besides me around, and they just laughed. I guess it was a pretty silly question. It's not turning out well for you, buddy. Easily your best catch, May, I remember her mother saying proudly. The whole time, May was just beaming and clutching my arm tight as if I had, if I was some carnival prize she had won. We had a ton of fun out there and her, with her family. She had, there, was a bon- there was a bonfire that we danced around. We chanted strange songs that they all knew, ate all sorts of food they had prepared for us, and I even got to watch a whole bunch of strange but enjoyable activities that the women did. I was having so much fun, I wasn't even mad when they took some of my blood. <laughs> Said they needed it for some cooking help. Hey, I wasn't gonna judge. I was too busy having a great time. These bitches are witches. They're gonna be fucking witches. That's fucking nuts. Dancing around the fire, singing strange songs, taking some poor guy's blood. Yeah. They're all women. Yeah, <laughs> Have her... This dude's never seen the craft. However... As enjoyable as the trip was, it eventually had to end. When we got back home, I was starting to feel a little off. Something was different. It was like something inside me was waking up. Oh my god, he's gonna give birth to fucking Satan. And for whatever reason, I broke up with May not long after and moved out of the apartment. Oh my god, shit. Holy shit, you can't drop the anchor like that on us, dude. She was devastated, thought I was just being uptight, and kept trying to get me to have a drink with her to calm my nerves. Mm, gotta watch wait, out for those. Wait, wait, wait. You give blood and you drink blood. That's a no, I'll have a drink with her to calm my nerves. She's gonna drug him. She drugged him the first time. He's falling out of it now. He drugged her the first time. I'm still time. kind of ambiguous on whether these are witches or other worlds. Maybe she's just a weird fucking cunt. Okay, continue. Psychopath. I, I st- I'm still I'm going on the record right now. It's gonna be that she drugged his first drink to make him fall in love and be obsessed with her. 
so she can take him to her witch family so they could do some sort of voodoo magic to summon Satan. And then he's starting to fall out of it now. Is that the witch thing? I don't I thought it was more like sacrifice people so they could like, become mortal and shit. Or is that too like fantasy? That's like true blood. You're thinking true blood now. It's a fantasy. <laughs> yeah. It's all just fantasy. Remember when she was a fairy? Anyways. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but I didn't listen to my poor lover and just walked right out the door. Goddamn. Eleven months passed by and I had been dating this other girl, Sharon, when May started texting me again said she was so upset about how we had left things and that she wanted some time to sit down with me and get some closure. I figured, why not? So we met at a little coffee shop. There she was, sitting there, more beautiful than ever, with a cup of my favorite flavored coffee waiting for me. We talked and drank, and I don't know what came over me, but as soon as I finished my coffee, I had to have her right then and there. We had amazing sex in my car, and when we were done, she kissed me and told me how happy she was that she had me back again. Like the angel she is, she pointed out that I was still dating someone else. She asked me if I truly love Sharon. I told her no, of course not. So she told me she'd get rid of her for me. May's always been such a jealous girl, but this was different. We went to Sharon's house together later that night. May, that little miracle worker, whispered a few words into a sleeping Sharon's ear. She screamed and burst into flame as May and I turned and ran out of the house. Sharon and her entire building were nothing but smoke and rubble by dawn. Easiest breakup of my life, thanks to May. I told you, my woman has a unique way with people. Quite the tongue on her. Past memories came rushing back at, back to me as I moved back into the old apartment that night. All the time we had spent together doing May's hobbies, watching her favorite shows, taking her out to her favorite places, and how in love with me she had been. Sharon has never been like that. How could I have spent so much time with anyone other than May? I wondered this as I got into the barred room May had set up for me to sleep in. Pictures of us hung on the walls and beautifully made shrine to our relationship, illuminated by candles. I fell right at home as she pulled the door shut and stared at me through the bars until I fell asleep. Man, thinking back to those early days really gets me emotional. All those very first letters we had sent to each other when we were feeling alone. I remember each one of them, down to every paragraph. This is the first thing I've written in a long while since I got my laptop privileges back. May caught me liking a girl's Facebook status a few months back. Not proud of it, but it happened. So of course it had to be about my love. Especially now that we have a kid on the way. It looks like we'll be together forever. Only troubling thing is that a strange feeling I had when I first broke up with May has been coming around again. I told her and she says she's been cooking up something new that will make, me make that feeling go away forever. I'm such a lucky guy. That's why I wrote this to share with all of you. If you're reading it, you should read it very, very carefully. You know? Maybe you'll pick up on some tips on how to be the perfect couple like us. Alright, so... So she wasn't a witch. She wasn't a fucking goddamn witch. I said your name. I'm just gonna cut the name out. Alright. So she was just a fucking psycho bitch. No, I'm focused on this. The very first letters. Very first letters. Every, every paragraph. Oh so, shit! No, I don't like this. This I don't like this. It. I don't we're like doing this. doing it. So the very first letters of every people like. Oh my god, it's gonna say please help me. Oh wait, you're right. P L E A S E H E A L L P M E. God damn it! It says please help me. Did you know that? When did you read that? I did it! I 
just you just knew. As soon as you got the P out, I was like, it's gonna say, please fucking help me. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I'm good at figuring stuff out. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like That's this. That's nuts. I like that a lot. Alright, so if you ever get I'm into any sort of... I'm such a sucker for, like, little tricks like that in stories. Like, if, if you ever get into any sort of trouble, write me a fucking letter <laughs> like this. I'll figure it out eventually. Why are you off. assuming that I'm gonna be fucking, like, kidnapped? I'm not assuming. I'm just wanting... I'm just saying. Because I'm telling you right now. You send me anything like that... You're like, what the fuck is up with you? <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm gonna. I'm not gonna see that unless you do something like that. <laughs> you have to be very distinguishable. Oh, anyway, that was fucking hilarious. That was that was actually good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that a lot. That thoroughly. I really. I'm enjoyed just. It. I'm in that mood where I think that's fucking funny. God damn it! This sounds perfect. Hey, never sleep with crazy. Just We're don't. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I just. I, this is why I tag you in stories, because we understand this. And it's just, fuck. Never sleep with crazy, man. Never sleep with crazy. Sleep with From our no sleep. From our no sleep. A few years ago, I was walking to my car from class when I noticed a cute girl with straight but unkempt black hair wandering around campus. Oh, so this is about you. And constantly looking to her phone as if it was a map. I approached and said, you look pretty lost. Need some assistance. Don't say it like she that. She gave me a big smile and told me say it like that. And told me she didn't go here, but had to pick up her friend who had locked herself out of her car. I made a lame joke about how lost she looked, and she got a kick out of it as her laughter died. She asked if she could borrow my phone because hers had died. That was a lie. She had just been looking at her phone before I approached her, and I could see the screen was on. What a dumb con. <laughs> I didn't object, though. She was cute. Later that night, I noticed a new name was in my contacts. Jess. Wink emoji. <laughs> it's not even an emoji. It's just a face. The winky face. The old yeah, school. Yeah, but it's the winky old face. winky face. Those fucking work, dude. I made the connection right away. Started texting. <laughs> Are you kissing asshole? Was that a puckered asshole? Were you puckering an asshole with your finger? And you were like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> One thing led to oh, another. Yeah, that asshole had begun dating. God damn. You'd think we were the happiest couple in the world if you saw us on our dates, always laughing with each other and whatnot. But honestly, something was just off about her. <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it, but from day one, something about her just didn't start right with me. It became this sick obsession of mine. I would go home and think about what it was about her that made me so uneasy, but I just couldn't logically explain it. She did nothing particularly strange, and was always smiling and laughing with me. However, the voice in the back of my head was constantly telling me something was off about her. I concluded I was being absurd and began to ignore those feelings because another side of me really liked her. That is until we had sex. So this is, this is where he fell, falls in love with her, right? On our sixth date, we were watching a movie at her parents' house who were dead asleep upstairs. Dead asleep. 
dead asleep. They're hardcore fun. When cuddling turned to kissing and then stripped, etc. You know how it is. The sex itself was amazing, but this isn't an erotica, so I'll spare you the details. Only after I finished did I notice the condom had been cut. Fuck. Did she do that? I don't like this. I looked up and she had this satisfied, smug look on her face like she had just pulled off a heist or some shit. I told her I had to go and scurried home without saying goodbye. She tried to ask me what was the matter, but I just left. My head was racing that night. I was freaking the fuck out. My brother came into my room and told me to stop laughing because he was trying to sleep. I still don't know what the fuck he was talking about. I wasn't laughing. At least I don't think I was. He looked concerned upon seeing how broken up I probably looked. I was curled up in a ball on my bed in my own world, hardly processing what he was saying. He closed the door without saying a word. The next day, my sleep-deprived brain devised a plan-to-out smarter. I spent that morning <laughs> gathering the materials I needed and drove to the restaurant where my friend Kyle worked as a waiter. I told him I'd be taking Jess here tonight and I needed him to slip this plan B pill in her drink. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, this just turned radical. He was <laughs> a good friend of mine, so he reluctantly accepted the task. What a fucking bro. Yeah, right. She was relieved when I started answering her worried text. I told her I remembered I had left the stove on the previous night, and that's solid. why I rushed home. Solid fucking As for my phone, I said I managed to lose it upon getting home and didn't find it until the end of the afternoon. She thought I didn't know a thing about her little condom scheme. Pretty sure you noticed when the condom was cut. <laughs> I have to admit, I started to understand how she must have felt the previous night. Nothing makes you feel smugger than watching a good plan unfolding itself perfectly. Sure enough, Kyle slipped the pill in her drink and forgot her straw. Watching her sip down that coke was the most satisfying thing I had seen in my life. It's my win, Jess, I thought to myself as she put down her empty glass on the table. I'd have broken up with her the next day, but tragically, she ended up passing away in her sleep. I must have gotten 30 voicemails from Kyle that morning. I never did listen to them. What an ordeal that whole thing was. Everyone's heard at least once in their lives. Never sleep was crazy. She shouldn't have. He was yep, the he was, the, he was more fucked up. He was the <laughs> he fucked up one. Murder. He was the fucking killer, bro. You just She's fucked. She's still a con. You just fucked, like, Bundy, who was apparently, like, attractive and, like, had this thing about him. Like, yeah, I'm gonna cut the... I'm gonna cut my fucking condom so this a, a, attractive, wealthy man is glued to me because of my baby. <laughs> my baby. And, my, my, my and baby, he would baby, fucking baby. murder that fucking chick. <laughs> I, like I said, she's still a con. She deserved it. <laughs> Yeah, you're good. You don't do that. Yeah, you're good. You man. don't do that. A woman does that to me? Fucking drugging her. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not there. We're not there right now. This next one's from Reddit No Sleep. This is, uh, this is gonna, we're gonna take it down a notch here and get really sad. Really depressed. If you, if you wanna. Which is what this sounds want, like. If you want to. I mean. If you wanna. The story is mm -hmm. called 
I buried my fiance on what should have been our wedding day. I'm pretty sure that's kind of sad. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. Yeah. We'll see how fucked up this gets, guys. I buried my fiance on what should have been our wedding day. He had been killed in a hit and run accident just three days prior during his nightly run. I stood beside his casket in my white gown, my hair done up beneath my veil. My bouquet clutched in both hands and I wept. My parents held me up between them and practically carried me back to the car after the funeral, whispering their sympathy and love to me. They couldn't know what I was feeling, though. No one did. She fucking killed him. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Never sleep with crazy. They tried to convince me to go home with them instead of going back to the house I'd shared with Brandon. But that's all I wanted. To be in my own place, away from the prying eyes and the pity and the well-meaning. But tiresome platitudes paid to the grieving almost widow. Mom insisted I at least help, let her help me get out of my gown, so I stood there, watching her in the mirror as she stripped away the last signs of a future now buried six feet underground. They offered to stay and make me dinner, to clean, anything to keep me, anything to keep from leaving me alone, but I refused. I need a time by myself. Once they'd gone, I walked slowly from room to room, leaning against doorways and revisiting old memories of time spent with Brandon. Just him, me, and this big place. I ran my fingers along the wall in the front hallway, found the crack he'd always been promising to fix, the creak in the floorboard that always let me know he was coming upstairs. I stood in the middle of our kitchen, thinking of all the meals I'd made for him, how I knew exactly how he liked his meat cooked or the combination of spices he preferred. I sat in his favorite chair in the living room, the one I'd always left open for him, my legs curled up beneath me. Our walls and mantles told the story of our life. Our walls and mantle told the story of our life in frames, smiling in bathing suits in Hawaii, laughing with friends in an Irish pub, snuggled together on a campsite in Maine. I couldn't count how many places we'd been together over the last seven years or how many friends we'd made along the way. We looked so happy, and now it was over. At the service, I had listened to all the beautiful eulogies with tears streaming down my cheeks. Our friends and family recalled the best part of Brandon, his kindness, his giving nature, his quick wit. They all had stories about times he had been there for them, and what a positive influence he'd been in their lives. I appreciated their fond memories and cried all the harder for having heard them. I hadn't been able to speak at Brandon's funeral, not that anyone had been expecting me to. Everything I'd been going through was still too raw, too painful. But here in the empty house, I could conduct my own private eulogy to the man who would have been my husband. I took a deep breath, sorting out my jumbled thoughts into the world, words I needed to speak aloud. Brandon, I said to his pictures, my voice shaking with a hundred emotions. We spent a long time together, and if things had gone as planned, we'd have a lifetime more to go. You promised me that I'd be your girl forever. You said we were meant to be, and you'd do anything to keep us together. I paused, picking up our favorite engagement photo. I was looking up at him and he down at me, both smiling, so in love. I traced those smiles with my fingers and felt the tears welling again. I'm glad you're dead, you son of a bitch. So, is that it? Oh, okay. I was gonna say, is that how it fucking ends? It, it did sound like I took the photo back through the house with me, looking from the happy couple in it to the reality I'd lived. The crack in the wall he'd always been promising to fix after he threw me into it. The creaking floorboard that warned me when he was on his way upstairs to find me. Into the kitchen where I'd spent a year being knocked to the floor before I learned to cook his meat just right. Where he dumped his whole plates of food onto my head while I cowered because the spices weren't exactly what he wanted. Back to the living room and his favorite chair where he sat and drank and yelled at me. I made the mistake of sitting in it once. Once. 
and almost broken a rib taught me that that lesson really quickly. I turned again to our framed picture perfect life spread across the walls to all the lies. We'd hidden it so well, hadn't we? No one ever suspected a thing. I reached up to the Hawaii picture and swatted it to the floor. One by one, I began tearing them down, delighting in the sound of shattering glass until only the engagement photo was still was left intact. I sat back down with it, resting it on my knees. There had been good times too, all the ones our friends and family had recounted, and I really had been grateful for the reminder that they'd still been a man somewhere inside this monster. Fear had kept me tied to him for so long. I could still feel his fingers crushing my wrists, hear him hissing the last words he'd ever speak to me. You think you can just walk out on me? I'll kill you before that happens. You're mine and you always will be. And then he'd gone for his run like nothing happened while I cried on the floor. I took the picture with me to the kitchen again, and I pulled aside the curtain to look out into the backyard. Dusk had fallen, casting everything in blue shadows, including the tarp covering the 67 Mustang Brandon had been restoring. He just managed to get the old beast running again and had been so proud. He made me watch him drive it back and forth around the fields behind the house, laughing triumphantly out the driver's side window the whole time. The body still looked like scrap metal, but the innards were purring. After he'd gone out to run, I'd gone out to get his car. It had been a bumpy, uncomfortable ride, its torn seat digging springs painfully into my back. It got bumpier still once Brandon rolled under the tires. I looked back once to see him lying on the side of the deserted, rural road, completely still. I could barely breathe, could hardly believe what I had done, but not one part of me regretted it. Once home, there was surprisingly little to rinse off, and really, what was one more dent in the hood? I covered it back up, and the key had been tucked under the front pocket of Brandon's suit, the one I chose to bury him in. I hadn't realized I was crying again, the same tears of happiness that had been falling all that day. I buried my fiance on what should have been our wedding day, and I started to live again. Yo, fucking girl power, man. Good for her. That had a, like, a Twilight Zone-esque. Fucking quality. good for her, dude. Like, couldn't you see that being one of the more mellow episodes of Twilight Zone? Oh, yeah, totally. But good for fucking her. You know, just one of the straight dramas. You know what? Very Hitchcock-esque. If, if one thing... If, if anything pisses me off more... It's fucking people who abuse their spouse or their loved one. Yeah, it's can't fucking deal with it. I can't do it. Don't fucking like it. Fuck those assholes. They're all Sal's. Fuck them. Still going Sal's line, huh? Yeah, dude. Gotta, gotta keep it up with the Sal, man. But no, seriously. Fucking beaters and rapists are the two lowest of the lows in my eyes. Oh, absolutely. And child molesters and have, stuff like that. You have a conscience. <laughs> get included in that, but good for her though. Good for her. That's that's what that asshole deserves. Get hit by your own car, asshole. Yo, um, I really want to see Mother. I've been hearing weird things about it, and I want to see it too. Things about it. No, I've just been hearing weird things. But I still want to see it. I want to see it too. People say the last half hour makes up for all the weird bullshittingness throughout Boo, the entire movie. Boohoo and I make jokes about Black Swan all the fucking time. Dude. I fucking love that movie. Remember the time she masturbates like six times? Oh man, don't even don't even get him started. Who you know, <laughs> will hear it from where he's at right now, and he'll just be like, he'll, he'll yeah, summon him. You want to tongue punch Mila Kunis's fart box? God damn you know, it. shit like that. Yeah. Oh, this next one. Uh, it's I'm sorry. I, I really want to read this. That's why you fucking do you, dude. Uh, I do think you read the last one that we read of these. Um, it's this series that Unsettling Stories does, and it 
it'll only sound familiar if you've listened to other Disco Dracula episodes. And uh Which you fucking better at. It's it'll only it'll still be funny, but disco. It'll still be funny, still, but you might not understand all the context of this shit this bitch does. Guys, my baby just died. Lol. It's our girl Madison from Unsettling Stories. Hi! Hi guys, it's your girl Madison. And guess what? I have my baby. And she died! <laughs> well, I think she did. I'm not really sure yet. Maybe you can help me. Probs not, though, because almost all of you are like R word tarted. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so remember my dumb sister Gina, and then my gross brother, and my sad story about not finding a boyfriend, and then learning I'm not a virgin anymore, and then why I was sad? Well, that's a lot to know. But you should know it if you don't, because I'm like awesome. Lol. Madison. Madison! Yeah. So, like, I was having a headache, and I mind told Gay Kev back at home that he was like, oh. So, I regular told the school nurse, and she had me go home. Mom picked me up, and then had to go back to work, so she left me there. Then, like, I started to bleed out of my eyes, lol. It was hilarious, kind of like I was crying blood, but I wasn't crying because I was watching the nice black man on TV with all the funny answers to questions, but yeah, blood out of my eyes. I thought it was a little weird if I do say so myself. I love saying if I do say so myself. It makes me sound so sophisticated if I do say so myself, lol. So I called Hierophant, and he came over, like, right away and made it seem like a big deal. I don't see what the big deal was. I love Katniss, but if she died, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be that big a deal. I guess babies die all the time. Especially around me. Anyway, the Hierophant had me lie down and he said stuff like chanting about bodies and bodies and bodies of bodies and bodies and bodies and bodies and black god and all that. Everything got super I swear it was like Gay Kev was drooling in my eyes again, but he was chained up out back, so I know it couldn't have been him. But like, I was still warm and drooly, but like, drooly energy, you know? I bet you know. I felt a ton of pressure behind my eyes, <laughs> like Katniss was kicking again, but then it started to itch a lot, and the Hierophant reached down and took his finger and like pushed my eye all the way to the side and it hurt a lot but then there was this sucking noise and with my other eye I saw him pulling something that looked like clumps of fettuccine out. Guys, 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 guys. I gotta tell you something. I love fettuccine. Who doesn't? So like you have to expect 
when I love something as much as I love fettuccine, I'm going to talk about it when I see it. So when the Hierophant was pulling out the fettuccine, I kept telling him how much I love fettuccine and that fettuccine is my favorite and asking him if he'd share the fettuccine with Katniss while he's in there and whether or not he was interested in eating the fettuccine with me. And can you believe it? He told me to be quiet. I was so super surprised because he never told me anything like that before and I was just trying to communicate. Like, communication is good for people, but no, he thought his work was way more important, so he just kept pulling and pulling the stuff out. I guess I went to sleep because when I woke up, he was still there and still pulling and he was like, I'm almost done, Madison. And I was like, good, because I can't wait to eat fettuccine. And then he finally said, Madison, this isn't fettuccine. And I was like, what are you talking about? It looks like fettuccine. And he said, shh. So I did, but I still thought about fettuccine. Like an hour later, he was all done, and he let me sit up on the floor near the couch with a big old pile of stuff that looked a heck of a lot like fettuccine. But I guess I could tell it wasn't even though I still wanted some. It was really clumpy and stringy, and smelled pretty bad. And I was like, did Katniss make that? And the Hierophant just said, Madison, this is Katniss. Guys, I was so shocked. Like, I'd expected a baby baby, not a weird, wormy, fettuccine baby. It took me a second, and I stared at the Hierophant, thinking he was making some kind of joke, but he just kept chanting stuff over the pile of not fettuccine, and it hit me. Guys. It was Katniss, my little girl. Well, I got off the couch and hugged the pile of Katniss fettuccine and it kind of like wriggled inside. And right then I felt what all new moms must feel when they hold their baby for the first time. Like, oh my God. So like we snuggled for a little while and uh, Katniss crawled around in my hair and stuff and I tried to like stick my boob in her a couple times in case she was hungry but she didn't seem interested which was fine because like I thought it was weird to have my boob out in the living room <laughs> but yeah the hero front said one last word then Katniss stopped moving guys I was freaking out like oh my god Katniss are you okay but the hero front just said she's dead Madison and I was like oh like she's still my baby and stuff and we can do things with her now that she isn't stuck to life anymore right and the hierophant was like yeah that's what we've been waiting all this time for so awesome right i had my baby my baby died and now all this great stuff can finally start the hierophant is leading gay kev into the living room and starting to stuff pieces of katniss back into his dumb brainless head lol and I love Yagai Kev and you know I think he's actually getting smarter as more Katniss gets stuffed in there. Right before he left the Hierophant chained Gay Kev up again and took some Katniss and swallowed her. Bodies and bodies he said to me as he left bodies and bodies bodies and bodies bodies fucking hate my life. I yelled back lol I don't know what any of it means, but it sounds super cool, and I think a lot of fun stuff is gonna happen. I sure hope it's fettuccine if I do so to myself. Dude, I wish we had fettuccine right now. That's yeah, all I got out of this. You're fucking killing me. 
that was pretty fucking nuts. I'm gonna go ahead and say that if you hadn't listened to any of the other episodes, you're gonna be lost. You're gonna shit. be really fucking confused. That is kind of sad. <laughs> you really had to have listened to maybe the last four episodes you've been on. Like you don't know who Gay Kev is. It was a good episode. It was straightforward. I think that's a good ending. My knees hurt. Your knees hurt? Yeah, I can't believe I'm still in my fucking work clothes. You're in a shirt and jeans, you fucking I'm asshole. I'm in my work clothes. You're not changing before we go get food. Don't do this to me. You're not changing before we get food. <laughs> you look good. Thanks, You look good man. in pink. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, even, I wore my earrings. They're beautiful. <laughs> Just like you. I got, like, pink pink jewels in my ears today. It's dude. Weird. Dude, I'm on point. We're gonna go get food. You're gonna get hit on. Oh, you you devil. I'll oh, be you there. devil dog. <laughs> oh, I fucking love devil, devil dogs. Devil dog Denzel. Dude, I oh, love Oh, shit. Yo, those, uh, those Annie Ann's. Don't you bring up when Annie Ann's right now. We can when we were driving, he was like, he was like, why aren't you gonna stop for Annie Ann's? And I was like, well, because... It's in like two miles, and I'm. I feel like I'm just gonna pass it. I don't need gas right now. Like, what's the? And like, we waited like an hour, and another one came around, and I was like, "See, now I need gas, and it makes sense." <laughs> and now I want. And Annie you were Ann. just like, you learned that moment that I was getting Annie Annie ants. Annie ants. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Did you see my face light up like a little kid on oh, Christmas Day? Oh, yeah. Dude, Annie Ants, they're fucking... They're pretty good. So let me tell you, Henry Zabrowski talked about season four of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Fucking love that show so goddamn much. And he is so fucking great. I then talked to Marcus Parks about how all of his podcasts on all of his stations, like... His entire radio station, Cave Comedy Radio, like, they're fucking awesome. How all of his podcasts are awesome. How he's fucking a proud advocate of, like, mental health and shit. Great guy. And then I got to see Ben again. Thanks for last time, because when we saw them in February, we, we didn't really talk about it that much. We actually might have forgotten to talk about it on the podcast. I don't know if we did or not. Um, I'm going to say no. I think it was just an off time. The first time I went, you urged me to get a picture with Ben. And I didn't want to get a picture, but I, I wanted to talk to him. So I remember you gave me like maybe five minutes in like a bar or something while you like yeah, waited. Because we waited like an hour before that. Yeah. And um, I ran into him and I told him that I loved the show. Huge fan of like the prior year saw Henry over to the side of the bar and fucking shit faced and I was like I'm good and uh came back out and then I went and saw Ben again and I mentioned that uh sobering cocktail that we kind of shared and uh he was like I believe it <laughs> <laughs> I believe I don't remember it but and, I believe uh, it yeah just a really cool guy they're, they're the fucking best they're funny guys. Uh, apparently, they're going to start doing more live shit just in New York now that all their touring shit is done. Got it. And it's just like, fuck. I want to go as soon as they get another one going. Because, like, I think Marcus even mentioned that they're switching up. I think 
he was talking to someone and he was like we're switching up the material like starting as soon as next month so mm-hmm. I'm really glad that people because I mentioned I saw the Philly show yeah and um same thing to Henry like they're always just like you know this is just the like second version of the show it was very much a lot like the first yeah. one it's like a variety hour mm-hmm. if you if you listened to the fucking 300 episodes they've been doing this for like seven years if you listen to all those episodes, you get all the in-jokes. Like, it's its own community. And it's like watching little 15-minute skits dedicated to, like, six different angles mm-hmm. of their podcast. Mm-hmm. Just a variety hour. And I've never seen any comedy born from online do shit like that. I would say the closest is that, that band you went and saw. Ninja Sex Party? Yeah. That was very much an internet thing first, right? Oh, 100%. That's what I mean. Like, you don't see that often. The only other thing I can think of is, like, Joji, which is, like, pink guy. Like, he, he toured for a little bit. Yeah. Which is fucking rooster, nuts. Rooster teeth. It's fucking, fucking Stuff nuts. like that. True. Also true. Uh, but, yeah. Um, this was lots of pasta. We read a couple crazy stories. Really, really just loved that first one. The fucking please help me, man. That's great. Oh, God. That's just, that's the... Because that, that means he knows he's aware. Yeah, he's aware he, he, he needs help. absolutely powerless. And he can't do and anything. absolutely... How terrifying. Oh, my God. How terrifying. God damn Like, you don't have to worry about enough when starting a relationship. Like, oh, my God. Now you gotta worry about... Oh, my God. Oh, got any final words? They're disco D. Johnny don't want to go to school no more, no more. I hate you. Am I going to have to, like, download the clip, find it, and underplay it while you say it? 100%. God fucking fuck. Fuck! Shit! Man, dad. Fuck shit! Damn it, Al. Yeah.